The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. Really I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get <laughs> to the <laughs> like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chair. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. I don't know how and I don't care. That was wonderful. Well, maybe I do know how. Despite the poor first half performance for Wexford against Galway and trailing for most of the game, they never gave up. They dug deep and they pulled it out of the bag. How did you feel at the final whistle, Ben? Yeah, I felt like I was going to jump up and, you know, really excited. But then I just remembered, oh, this was a draw. I better better cool it. (laughs) Yeah, it did have that feeling of a win. Not losing those, that was the big thing. Yeah, it's huge. It makes this weekend even bigger than it was. Absolutely does. Well, we've just watched the Wexford on 20s beat Leash in Armour Park by 17 points to 16 in a hard-fought victory that they probably made hard work of, uh, trailing by 9 points to 7 at half-time. But they did come back and win, and um, that win sees them through to a Leinster semi-final against Dublin. How did you think they went, Ben? No, they weren't overly impressive. Like a lot of people have been commenting on Facebook on our page saying they didn't think the performance was great. But I, I think that's a little harsh. You know, a lot of fine hurlers out there. And Corey Dunbar Byrne Dunbar was excellent. Keen Byrne was a threat, just didn't get the scores again on another day. He could get a lot more. And Tomas Kinsley from your club, Tucker as he's called. Yeah. Cousin of mine actually. I was personally delighted to see our Tucker Kinsley come on and do so well. He scored two excellent and important points. So well done, Tucker, on that. Um, AJ you Redmond, see them, also his point at the end was pretty pretty good and pretty important. Yeah. And you have to remember that last year, the under-20s didn't get through a game against Kildare. So, I mean, a win is a win and you're through to a Leinster semi-final and you just have to take that. And let's not forget as well, these guys, you know, there's the same kind of group that won minor in 2019, but they're missing a lot of players. Like Kyle Scallon is one who I think might come back into that team. Richie Lawler is another who is injured. So like, you know, let's look at the positive. They have two good wins. Leinster semi-final against Dublin coming up. Yeah. And obviously Oshin Pepper is a loss for them. Who uh, who came on at the weekend, which we we talk about later on. 
before we get to our chat with Cyril Farrell, we just want to extend our deepest sympathies to the family and friends of Kate Morn, her club Athenry, and the whole of the Galway GA community after she died following an injury picked up in an accidental collision during a club match between Athenry and Ireland Athen. Now, as mentioned, Cyril Farrell joins us on the pod today uh, to talk about the Wexford Galway game and look ahead to the big clash against Dublin at the weekend. Cyril, I went to the toilet after the game in Wexford Park. I happened to be beside these two middle-aged Galway men. They weren't overly impressed. One of them said to the other, no men, no leaders. They're missing canning big time. How, how did you see it? I wouldn't agree with that at all. You know, okay, they were cottoned in and they were lucky as supposed to hold on, but like for first half especially they're well on top. You see, they're all looking at this at the at the second half, but if you're talking from a goal point of view, it was the first half we lost it in the sense that uh, we're well on top and didn't kind of punish Wexford. Like I think Wexford was still having kind of feeling the blues after that Watford uh, defeat. Like and as it went on, they got better and better. And you'd have to say the Wexford substitutes really made a like the Chin, Dunbar, Jack O'Connor, these boys, even young Pepper, they all made a they contributed big when they came on. They actually changed the team around, whereas the Gorma substitutes and the day had no effect at all. It was something we looked at. We were speaking before the game and we thought just the Galway, the Galway bench looks way stronger. No. But it just no, wasn't the way it turned out. Yeah, that's way, Ben. Well, there's a lot of lads missing there <laughs> on the Galway bench. Like, you know, the likes of Jason Flynn would be coming on, Niall Burke. These lads are injured and, you know, they, they haven't been participating. They, they'd be the ones that would be coming on, but there was no one like that coming on the last day. Did Jason Flynn get a setback? Because I thought, I, I thought I'd heard that he was nearing a return. Well, he's near enough to leave. He, he, you know, he got a setback. He got a bad old, old hamstring. They had to have an operation. But he's nearly back fully fit again. Like, but he would be, well, he'd probably be starting to, to tell you the truth. Where he was going last year. He had a fantastic year for the club. And, had, you know, was kind of playing the way he should be playing. And he would probably start wing forward, I'd say, if he's fully fit. But, like, he would have been coming on the same with Niall Buck and these guys. They, they would be very experienced and very strong, capable of scoring. But, like, you know, the likes of the young fellas coming on, young Gavin Lee come on, there's only Leap Search student, like, and he only got near one ball and he was blown off it. And, you know, that's a big, it's a big step for him yet, like, for that. And now he's gone for the under 20 as well. So it's it's a kind of a loss, double whammy. Well, we're so annoyed at that rule now. Oshin Pepper now as well for us has gone for, gone I, for I, the I, under 20. I, I, I'm surprised that some of the boards, the county boards didn't bring that rule into, into uh, go appeal to the DRE. I don't think to stand up in any kind of a jurisdiction. You can't have a, an under-20 competition and just say because a lad is good enough to play for a senior team, he can't play under-20. And then to compound it all, if your senior team is knocked out and you're still involved in the under-20 competition, you could go back in. Sure, like that's That rule is like, it's just kind of ridiculous rule. Like I don't think to stand up anywhere if, if it was actually challenged. Uh, I haven't seen anyone agree or think that this is a good rule how how in the name of god did it actually get passed well i don't know it's probably done somewhere at some committee meeting but like when you think of it an under 20 competition and you're saying to a guy well you're good enough for senior but that means you can't play under 20 sure in the name of god almighty how can you have that kind of rule and then to compound it if you're county if you play a county senior and they're knocked out and you're still in the under 20 competition you're allowed back in she like it's 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 a complete contradiction at how you look at it yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense those no, I, I don't think to that up if if, if someone brought up to the dra or any kind of appeal like you know where the appeal these things like i don't think to stand up you know i assume there's so much outrage over it that it'll be amended next year but like for this year you do have you've pepper 
for Wexford now that he can't play under 20. Yeah, um, you, have, you had the young Limerick lad the other day, uh, John Kyleberhan O'Neill. Carl O'Neill, yeah. He plays first year for UL, fine hurler, fine cut of a man, and he's gone now as well. Okay, he, he's good enough to be on any panel or any team. He's a right good hurler, but he'd be also on the Limerick under 20 team. And like these guys, like the way, the way it's going now, the managers of all the under 20 in the series, they all kind of work together, and there's no there's no kind of overload. If, if he played, say, a full game, uh, say, for Limerick yesterday, say, young O'Neill, he would not be training, say, tomorrow night for the under 20s. That's the way it works like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in Wexford, we've heard like Dara Egan and Keith Rosser. They have a very good re- relationship. So, like, they're not going to be, they're they're not fighting for, fighting for Oshin Pepper or anything like that. They'd be able to manage him. They'd be able to manage the other under twenties. Yeah, well, that's that's the way it should be like, and that's that's you know you want to have that kind of communication. Like all these managers are all on the button and they know what they're at, and they're not going to kill any fellow really. But like, it, 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 like for any of the lads under twenty, that's that's their grade. Like you know, so. It's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a stupid rule, matter how you look at it. One of the funny things about O'Neill actually is that only the week earlier he he scored, I think, two three against Clare to beat win that game. And so yeah, had, had yeah. that game in a week later, he wouldn't have been allowed playing it. But yeah, the fixture, the result stands, you know. Yeah, the result stands, and Clare will be Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's, it doesn't add up. Like the more you look at it, it's kind of it's a crazy rule. But didn't the GA do a lot of crazy things? Like so, <laughs> but they're slow to change back. But look at the. Like the things that are working at times, they change, and the things that should change, they don't. So it's kind of you know, it's a slow process usually. You've never got the call to go in, to go into one of these meetings. I was at, I was at a few years ago. Um, uh, Sean Kelly was president, was on the committee. We changed that. We brought in the Lowry Maher, Chris Turing, uh, you know, these competitions for the lower grade, you know, the other county week, and we got them. We got them to play the finals in Crow Park. That was the big thing that Sean Kelly did. Like, you know, it's ironic to think that he was the president that did that and he came from from a foot, shall we call it a football county? <laughs> you know, like he, he was the one said a job he had he brought in all them cups for the for the the lesser counties, like you know, to work their way up and get their get their day in the sun, which is only right. Yeah, and I think they've all proved to be a, a very big success. Uh, especially if you look at the John McDonough Cup now and the competitiveness of it. Oh yeah, like you see, even even down the grades, like you know, if Tyrone are playing, say Donegal or that, like they'll treat it that like they'll be known as football counties, but they will have the pockets of Ireland and they'll treat it with that respect. And they all love to get to Crow Park, and it's great because everyone can go in. It won't be packed, so all the all the school kids, everyone can go to them. It's proved to be a great success, you know. Would Galway have been expecting to? I work with a fellow from Galway, and he think Galway just will regularly push Wexford aside. Were most Galway people just expecting to? Run over Wexford on Saturday evening? No, no, not this, not not the way they've been going in the league. No, it was very, they were very haphazard in the league. No, Henry was trying out a lot of fellas coming and going, and like there was no real confidence, like uh, going down to be like the, they were favourites according to the bookies. But what what they're what they're what they're kind of basing the favourite thing on is is unreal. Like if you look at the last few years of eleven seat of matches first round, Galway have been kind of say favourites for a lot of them and lost most of them. Like, but. Uh, like God will be, they'll be disappointed to lose, but yet they'll feed as a point gained away from home, and they have they have the like they have it in their own hands to qualify. Like, yeah, it's it's funny they they'll be disappointed to lose. You said, and I've heard other people mention the result as a loss for Galway. That that really is the kind of feeling because of the dominant position they were in, even well, though yeah, it was a draw. Yeah, that's that's the feeling we're in. But like, if there was five more minutes in it or four, like it, Wexford are coming, you know what I mean. But yeah, there will be that feeling. But, but when they look at the cold daylight, they've they've gained a point away from home. They're playing Leash another way, game away from home, and they're three uh, playing Leash and Leash. They have three home games at Westmead, 
Kilkenny and Dublin, and they'd be expected to win them now at home. It'll be a big backlash now, considering the last time round robin was Galway lost on points, went out on points difference. They will, will they be really going to beat Westmead out the, out the gate? Well, they'll probably have a few injuries. I'd say I'd say Conor Whelan is probably gone. He probably like he's kind of done something with a hamstring. They, they won't play him. They'll try to win by as much as they can, but. I, from what I hear, the, the scoreline between Westmeath and Kilkenny is a bit false. Like, you know, Kilkenny won well, but it was only in the end they pulled away. Yeah, but they mightn't have to, if they win their home games and 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 do what they should do, they won't have to depend on scoring difference. Like, you know, like they, they were the last time they, was, they actually scored difference between probably against Carlo in the first game where they won by six points. And people were saying it didn't matter, they won the game anyway. But in actual fact, at the end of the day, it did win, but like uh, it did matter. But I, I think they're good enough. They're, they're strong enough. They should be. They have three important games at home and winning them and, and one against Leash. They're capable of winning them games and they'll probably get a bit stronger as, as, as it goes on. Conor Whelan, is any news on his injury now? Uh, no, not yet. No, no. Things are very quiet in the camp. Even going into the Wexford game, no one knew the team. It was all kind of, uh, we we'll say rumours, but there was no, there was not nothing being flagged by anyone. You know what I mean? There was no one knew the team really. So that's the way it was. Like it was kept very tight. I'd really fancy our chances against Galway if Conor Whelan wasn't playing. Yeah, he's he's a big he's a big cog he's a big cog up front and he had another fellow up front there that was injured for a good while lately. Brian Concanon ran out of a bit of his steam because like even though he'd be training like he had no he was he has he'd been out for a good while with a shoulder injury. Them two inside played Cahill Mannion as well in there be a good hurler but he he'll always come out around the middle of the pitch so you're actually playing with two up front and. The feeling down here would be like that as it went near the end that, that Galway withdrew too much into their own half, inviting Wexford on and trying to hold on to the lead rather than push on and get another pint or two, you know. So inviting Wexford to come even short at the puck out and run it. Like we were we were actually fouling Wexford in the, in, the, in the last five or six minutes with no one up front at all. What were your feelings on the overturned Conor Cooney free? Uh, very harsh, you know. I know the crowd were on to the linesman, the linesman was on to the ref, it was going on along, and it's, it's the referee's call, I suppose, really. But there was a lot of other, well, you know, there was one or two more, but like it's still, it was he 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 overruled the free, but he only gave a throw in, and, and Wexford won the throw in and got a free, like you know, it was Galway fouling, really. Like, you know, and everyone will look on that, but like from a Gaul point of view, if you looked at the first half when Wexford earned that, the rate, like they were very poor in the first half, and Galway were well on top, it was then. That goal should have pushed on a lot more. Like they should have been more front at halftime, and that would say that free wouldn't matter. But everyone's inclined to look at that specific one rather than the overall game. What did you think, Ben? Do you think it was harsh? Uh, it was definitely harsh, and it was the definitely right decision, the right decision. Of course, <laughs> I, I was a little bit confused by Liam Sheedy's talking about it last night on the Sunday game. What did, What did he say? He timed it from when, from when uh, Cooney put down the ball. He timed it eleven seconds to when he got blown up for it, and he timed the next three afterwards, the Lee Chin three at the end, from when Lee Chin put down the ball, and he got I think maybe seventeen to eighteen seconds before he hit it. But I just thought it was a bit disingenuous, as in like, yeah, why does why does it only start when you put the ball on the ground? Like, yeah, yeah, like you can't, you see, you can't, yeah. It's like uh, running say, yeah, where do you start the time from? You know what I mean? It's not the same. And like, uh, you know, the, the the home crowd, like that's part, that's part of the game. But like, if Galway have any sense, they won't be looking on that. I, I can't see Henry, okay, be upset about it. But I can't see him now in the wind, say, say train tomorrow night, harping on that. 
you know, like it should be the other things you should harp on really because that's just one of these things that can happen. It could be changed or you might get a free or you, that you shouldn't get or vice versa. But in the overall 70 minutes, definitely in the first half, what do we do? Go with him. We were doing it, was it six points up at halftime? We should, with the play we had and the way Wexford were going, we should have been far more up at halftime. Yeah, I mean, I think there was 10 wides in the first half and then I, what I thought was probably one of the biggest moments in the game was when Joe Cooney was running through yeah. and had the chance to pop it out to, I think, Connor, And that would have been a goal and that would have been game over. I mean, what the, the, happened there was he, he intercepted the pass from Wexford and his momentum carried him through and he was kind of maybe a rush of blood to the head because he, he's one of the ones that would always lay it off like to the better yeah. man. But, but he didn't on that occasion. And he got a rush of blood and he took a half-hearted shot like Otwood. That would have that would have turned the game for Galway. It would be a very big score at that stage of the game. Yeah, actually he had a, an, an excellent game and got two points from play. And then Tom Monaghan as well in the middle, I think got four points from play. Did they dominate the midfield battle against two experienced campaigners in Kevin Foley and Dio Keith? Yeah, but to see Galway had three out there in actual fact because Cahill Mannion was on there as well. But they, they played very well. Now, Tom Onan had a great game, you know, like, but he has been playing very well in his club. And people think he's new. He's not. He's there for the last four or five or six years. You know what I mean? He's a good violin in that panel. He was kind of always injured with a grind strain. This is the first, since last year and now, it's the first kind of clean run he has of injuries. He's a good player. You know, and uh, Joseph Coney was very good. And Mannion was corner forward, went out midfield, did a lot of work and coming back to the half back line. But, but as it went on, the game went on, we withdrew everyone. So when the ball was going up in the last six or seven minutes, we had only one player up there. And that was a young guy called Gavin Lee, the brand new player. He's just out of minor age, really. So, you know, he was never going, he was being just shoved out. He was on his own, hard to get it. And you were coming, Wex were coming back in, in, in droves and like... Uh, you know, if you're a Galway fan, you'll be sitting on the edge of your seat thinking, God, a ball could break here and get into the net. Because it was that, because the high ball was going in. And like Conor McDonnell and, and Lee Chin at this stage were causing terrible trouble in there. Dunbar, Dunbar was buzzing around the place. So, if anything, Wexford are coming into it. Conor yeah. McDonnell's goal was really a turning point, wasn't it? Yeah, he behaved where he went to get it now because the backs they were all on it. And you'd wonder how he got, you know, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was over the line, it was going to be wide. And they were all there pouncing, but it was, and it doesn't happen too often. He flicked in the ground, which is still a great, you know, it was in the back of it for anyone who could get there, but it was, it was a real turning point. And it, it gave Wexford the, the, the impetus and the bit of light that they needed, you know, and get the, got the crowd really fired up. And I was that was a phenomenal goal. I don't think there's enough about it because the hardship he was under from Dahi Burke and, and the rest of the players around him, and he was off balance as he did flick it into his hand. Then he got hooked. Yeah, there, there hasn't been a word about it. He was, Completely outnumbered. I'd say the boy, Galway thought they had him bundled out. They thought they had it covered. Like he was completely on his own. He was completely outnumbered. As you say, off balance. And there's, there hasn't been a word about that. It was that, that was the goal that, that ignited Wexford, really. If that Absolutely. didn't come, Galway were going to, going to kind of win by the two or three points. Yeah. What, what would they be saying about that goal if it was scored in Munster? Well, you see, you see, Munster are inclined to get carried away. Now, their standard is good. There's no doubt about that. And they have five teams for three positions and all that. But then when it comes down to Dollar and with Kilkenny, okay, Limerick are win them lately. But, you know, you could see great games in Munster and Kilkenny would come and win All-Ireland. And they wouldn't be, you know what I mean? They'd be bearing the, the standard bear for Leinster. It can look completely different to type of hurling, like, you know, and there's no, like, there will be tough matches in, in Munster because you have five teams for three positions. With all due respects, Leash tried very hard. Westmead tried hard, but there's really there's really four teams for three positions in Leinster. To be to be honest about it, yeah, I actually I was listening to it was an RTE podcast last week. I can't remember who was saying it. I should have taken it down. What, what 
who was saying it, but they were saying that they saw Leinster as a developmental province. And if you took Kilkenny and Galway out of it, the rest of the teams aren't on the same level. But first of all, Kilkenny and Galway are in it. So to say, take them out is nonsense. But that's not the right attitude to have that Leinster is just a developmental province, is it? I would anyone that says that, stop, for God's sake. <laughs> go down some time, let them go down sometime to Nolan Park and play Kilkenny, or go down to Wexford <laughs> Park and play Wexford in it, even if they're not playing with this very hard place to win. You know what I mean? They have the record down there, and I, you talk to any hurler from anywhere, like I'm talking about the, even the Munster hurlers, they would not fancy going to them two, two places anyway. Now, okay, Offaly have gone off the radar a bit, but in my time when Offaly are going well, that time you wouldn't fancy going to board. You would go to it, all right, and they'd be lovely to you. But by God, you'd, you'd know you were in a match, and it'd be very hard to win. Now they've slipped off the radar a bit, but in their day they were very good as well. Like you know, and it's, it's sad to see what's happening to them because you really need them back at, at the top table again in, in Leinster. How do you find the the atmosphere in Wexford Park? Is is it that intimidating? Ah, well, well I, I like it because it, the the crowd are very near the the players. You know, that's you know that having my way looking, and it's like. It makes you kind of you feel that there's a championship match. You know, you feel them kind of breathing on your neck, which is good. Like when when the when the stadium when you're too far back, okay, it can be big crowds and and, and you can you know the roaring and shouting, but it isn't the same as, as kind of when you feel the top when you see the thing down the top. Here, you know that it's it's a it's a great venue. You know, it's a great venue. The same in Nolan Park. If Kilkenny are in full flight, hard to get out of it. You might play well and you might bleed, but when it goes down to the end. Getting out like you know, you nearly went out of the gate before you got before you'd have won. Richie Power was describing describing he was describing uh Wexford Park like the home fans being like the Galatasaray fans there last week. <laughs> well, yeah, well, like you know, and that's what you that's what you want, you know what I mean? You need the fans backing you, and that's what and you love you'd love to make your home ground a fortress, really. That's what you want to make it like any home team if you can do that. You know, and usually the home teams are hard to beat. There's no doubt about that. And and if uh, if the ref's decision was based on the crowd getting getting on the on the on his back, then I'd say there's a lot more to come on, on the weekend against Dublin. <laughs> yeah, well, like yeah, that's a very important game because Wexford, like looking at their season, they have to win that game because if they don't, that means they have two home games only a pint like a pint cut or they need. Dublin have their two points got at home and okay, Dublin trying to, but I think it's imperative that for Wexford that they beat Dublin, that they have three points after the two games rather than one after the two games because they're two home games. They didn't have to travel. Yeah. We don't, we don't mean, want to be going to Nolan Park in the last game needing needing a victory. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be an easy place to get it. You know, like, and okay, Wexford will always play well against Kilkenny, but you still should be winning, you need to be winning at home. You know, that to, to me anyway, like that's, that for them, they need that. Like, if it'd be a very big win for Dublin if they could away from Wexford Park, say with two points, and then they'd have four out of two games home and away. That that'd put them in the drive. Like, they'd be they'd be kind of in the driving seat for for third spot in more or less. Dublin weren't overly impressive against Leicester. They kind of and he saw it on on, on the, the the telly afterwards, and uh, just uh, like it was a poor game in, in the sense that both sides were making mistakes. But it was real championship, like first round championship is is you know it's different. It's it's edgy, and they were favourites. You look at Watford yesterday, hot hot favourites started off well against Tip. The next thing, kind of a say a Farchu, good goal, a Farchu's goal off, and the whole thing changes. And you could see the pressure on Watford. And even when they made a great start, say in the second half and pulled away, 
to be fair to Tip to came back again, had it down to a point and had three or four pot shots that went wide. That game was in the balance. Like, it was, there was pressure on Watford more than on Tip because no one ex- was expecting, like Tip, the expectancy with Tip fans wasn't, take, it wasn't, wasn't fantastic. As a matter of fact, a good few tickets were sent back by the tip board. So like that can just show you. Now the next they're playing who they're playing Claire next and that's a game that they'll have to win at home in Torles. When we talk of expectancy, from a Wexford point of view, there would have been a lot of expectancy on Roy O'Connor. Now I think he only scored a point from play. How did you feel? Like he was very much tracked. I think he probably wake, waking up yeah. seeing Jack Grealish beside him. But how yeah. do you think that went? <laughs> I ah, would well, like look at Rory Connor still a very good hurler and still played well and was dangerous. Now Jack Grealish would be very very fast at tenacious corner back and you'd have to say from a goal point of view the ref was was uh, nice. I put it that way. We were lenient to Jack Grealish because he was coming from behind that and he was a lot of the time kind of on Rory O'Connor's back. If you know what I mean, like the ref wasn't pulling for it. No, another ref would. But Jack is very tenacious. It made that corner back in the last year or so his position very very fast. Can play anywhere. For his club guard, usually plays midfield. Like he's able to cover ground, and he's he's tenacious. But like Rory O'Connor is still a good talent. But there's no doubt about it. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to keep that up when when whenever is expecting you to do it. And there's no like if the lads are playing, if Jack was playing, and uh, and uh, Lee Chin to be a different ball game. Yeah, Lee Chin's introduction was was massive, wasn't it? Ah, yeah. Like you know, he's 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 a fantastic player. You know he's he's a great he's a great player like and uh, like he rose the whole crowd you know and then to compound it when he came on our cornerback I think Morrissey kind of let him know he was coming. The referee got a lot of stick from from the home crowd, which probably maybe influenced decisions in the second half. We the home crowd definitely felt he was against us <laughs> in the first half. Henry wasn't too pleased with him. What was your take? I, I just reckon. He was poor for both teams. What was what was your take? Yeah, I thought the same. I didn't know the fella at all. Though. Like it was his first game, and you know what's inclined to happen with the referees when they're getting their first break. The two linesmen are referees as well, and and sometimes the linesmen, the referees think they know them, that they're they're on to the referee a lot if he's not strong enough to tell them, listen, I'm refereeing it. You know, don't worry. Like they're on to him the whole time. I felt he was under pressure from the linesmen the whole time. You know, I knew Henry wouldn't be happy with the last one, but overall. That was only with, like look at he was bad for both sides or equally equally poor for both sides. I don't think I don't think you know the free count was that much either way. And we definitely felt in the stands we felt uh, Con Cannon took about seven or eight steps for the goal. He did, he did, he did. but you look at like he did. But you're, they're never strict on the state. Like you're supposed to take three to four, but everyone should the defender is very hard to stop when they take the seven or eight. Like, you know, that's that's happened the whole time. It shouldn't happen. He did take a lot of steps. There's no doubt about that. You know, but talk about Concannon, we'd expect him now to be sharper and better the next day because he started off okay, but as the game went on, you'd know he was, match practice was kind of low. He he should improve and he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. very dangerous. I think, I think like himself and Whelan, the two of them in, in the full forward line, even if there's three men on him, they're, they're both so physical and fast that they're, they're hard managed for anyone and I mean like we had good lads on him in, in Matt and Liam yeah well like Whelan is very strong when he gets down on the ball he's very strong over the ball you know what I mean he's he's exceptionally strong doesn't look that big but he'd be near enough six six foot but he's 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 you know he's he's strong on the ball but 
The modern day hurl is globally to be a back in a sense. You have six backs usually, and you may have maybe four forwards. Like, you know, there's never six forwards anymore, which means that the backs are kind of should have a stranglehold more or less. It's the same. It's like a, a centre forward in soccer going up there on his own and he run wrong trying to mark everyone. It's, it's, a, it's a tough job up there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call having to follow Connor Whelan around the field a, a nice <laughs> thing for anyone, though. No. <laughs> No, he's he's a good he's a good lad, like, and uh, hopefully he'll be back. Well, I'd say they'll they'll do their best to have him back for the Kilkenny game. No, he's a serious. He's just got everything, really. Yeah, well, like he's good. Like we're goal would be at him. I suppose at times let the part of the ball a bit quicker because he's trying to shoot the whole thing. But like he's the main focus. Like he's the focal point, the attention, the full forward. Like, he's the one that has to take all the hardship. I felt. From an expert point of view, I thought Conor McDonald was particularly good. Yeah. Dahi Burke was good and like and Conor had much help like at times up there he's on the own or at times two against three. Like oh, 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 three backs, but he still got to get a goal and three or four points and play plus a few fouls. Like he's he's back to himself and he seems to have got that bit of pace back again, which is you know, for a while there I thought he was gone into all Muslim, wasn't hardly able to move, but now he was very lively on on, on Saturday evening. Against what's Dottie Burke? Four time, five time All Star. Yeah, I, I keep saying down here and go, Dottie Burke is the kind of guy that could play full back without a hurl because he, he's cool from the football <laughs> world. He knows how, to tack, knows how to tackle you good in the air, like, you know, and laid off a little hand pass. Isn't that he'd be driving 100 yards? Like, he do, he does, he usually does the right option on the ball. That's the type he is. Like, you know, his father was a fantastic footballer. He come from a, a footballer family, really, like, but looking enough for Galway, he, he likes to hurl. Just imagine, I mean, he, he's an intimidating man enough with the hurl, but he'd, be, he'd still be intimidated if you're going on to, going into Markham and he didn't have a hurl. Yeah, well, like, he's, he, he knows how to play and he's coming from the football thing. He's good in the air. His position is very good and his tackling is good. Like, you know, his, his hand tackling is very good because he would kind of snap at the, at the we call it the ball hand. He'll, he'll kind of tackle that. It's a kind of a football trait, really. But it's coming more into the hurling now, I suppose. Yeah, we had um, Eddie Cullen on the podcast last week. And, you know, there was obviously the talk about Rory O'Connor and needing a big game from him. But did we have the players to stand up if if he didn't perform, and especially with Chin on the bench? But Cully did mention that uh, that he he thought that there could be a, a big year in, in Conor McDonald. So, I mean, that's a, that's a super start for him for, for the championship. Yeah, that, that'll set him up for the championship, really, because by his own high standards, he wasn't flying around the place. But, like... Uh, you know, like he, he, it's you have, it's always you don't lose, you don't lose your ability, you do, you don't lose your class. Now the form might dip, but like uh, class is still permanent, and he has that ability, great in the air, and kind of you know, great to finish, great to get goals. Really, like he's always yeah. dangerous. Yeah, he is. Actually, I have a bit of beef with uh, Darren Maloney as well. I think after the pickup for the goal, he said. Uh, he, I think he, he called the pickup the, the Keen Lynch, but uh, no, Connor's been doing that for for years. That's that's as much a Connor McDonald trademark as, as a Keen Lynch one. Yeah, well, like, Connor has been doing before Keen Lynch, like he's yeah. been doing before him. Oh yeah, yeah, like you know, but yeah, he's he's. I look at he's 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 a great player, and like definitely, if the lads can come back into the especially Chin and these boys come back in, it's a big help to him because it takes a bit of pressure off him. If we look back to the start of the game, the first half. When Galway were so dominant and Wexford were, were kind of all over the place, the, the passing wasn't sharp, the mistakes were all over the place. But a big thing was conceding the Galway puck out. 
Did you think that was a mistake? Well, you see, you have to make up your mind what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, definitely to me, in the second half, when we near the end of the match, when we conceded the Wexford puck out, to me, that was a big mistake because you were asking them to come with the ball, which they'll do, they're good at, and they, they came tackling in ways to run, and we committed fouls. There's no point. If, if, if you're going to concede the puck out, you have to decide where you're going to play your players and when you're going to, say, choke up the, the running game. You know what I mean? Like Galway kind of conceded the puck out and they were hoping that Wexford had hit it, which they did. Now, Wexford weren't sharp the first half. And the balls were, the passes were dropping and everything was going wrong. But like you'd know in your heart, like they had been well beaten, you see, in the game before that and, and they were a bit, you know, going well in the league next and get a right reversal. Whereas like said, Galway didn't get a reversal because they weren't in it. So like that, that was the pressure off them. So like, yeah, like, but your second half, you'd have to say that Wexford hasn't went on improved. Now, Galway kept tacking on a point here and there. You know, the only time we threatened the goal in the second half would be when Joe Cooney broke through and just didn't give the ball to the Connor Cooney. But other than that, we never, we never were never near goal really to threaten it. And uh, to me, like as the game went on, we went back into the shell defending, which, which was you know, we have, it's okay defending and maybe bring them back to the lines, but you can't bring back all the players and leave leave no one up there. That to me was a bit disappointing. I think Henry and the boys will learn from that. That won't happen again. Is that defensive play something that the Kilkenny man is bringing into Galway Harland? <laughs> well, I never saw Cody. Yeah, but I never, I, I never saw them going in his time. They never went as deep. Okay, you might bring the lines back or a player, but you wouldn't bring everyone back. That's okay if there's a minute to go. But at this stage, now there was ten or twelve minutes in the hole. Like Galway could clear it. There'd be three or four there together to clear it. But when we went up, there was no one up there really. Well, the young lad, young Lee, was up there on his own. A tree. He wasn't going to. You know, he just couldn't get it. He was. The only time went near him, he was bundled off. And after that, he never went up. You know, so like. You have to you have to hold your shape a bit, Henry. You just can't lose your shape. And I, I felt I felt in the last seven or eight minutes, Galway lost her shape completely. The influence of the crowd, the the Galatasaray crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. Like uh, you know, they had a like even there to hear the crowd. Like when Galway came out, there was a lovely clap and got done nice for Galway people down for the weekend. But like when Wexford came out, like you know, and sure the song was so early uh, was was. was uh, was rendered earlier on too about Cullen and that 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 was exciting. I was saying to myself, Jesus, we're going to be, we could be blown out the gate here with these boys get excited with all this rabbitness. <laughs> we're definitely excited. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Mack has another, it doesn't get any easier for him this weekend now. He has Owen O'Donnell probably marking him. Yeah, probably the best full back in the game at the moment. Owen O'Donnell has been very an unsung hero of, of Dublin, and when he's missing. He's a terrible loss to be missing, you know what I mean, for Dublin. But Dublin looked very dicey, or, you know, again, a bit like, you know, first round, their passing was wrong, first time, they were all over the place early on as well. And like, Leash ran them very, very close. That game was very tight. The second was delighted to the game over. But they'll be, they'll be coming like it's a big one for them, but I really think that that is one that Wexford have to win. Now, Dublin will want to win, of course, but they don't have to win it in the sense that they have their games coming at home. But Wexford have to win. It's their second game, and like they'll, they'll need to get to, to get two points out of this one. Do you think maybe Dublin, the way they had the leash game, a game they're expected to win first, and then Wexford second? Do you think maybe they targeted this game more so than the leash game? Yeah, well, no matter Kenny. Like if you look at his at, at during the league, he nearly played the same. I'd say it could be his last year up there. He wants to do well, but he more or less said he stalled out for the Welsh Cup early on to win it. 
and uh, he played the same team more or less, and now it's much the same team again. But there are a few fellas kind of scoring, like the likes of Donald Burke is really stepping up. Eamon Dillon, if he's not injured, Whitley, Conan Hayes, Sutcliffe, they have they have that bit better balance. And there's two boys, but usually Crummy is mid, midfield, maybe one of the box. The, the, the work rate is high, but it's the same. He's just worked on the same 16 or 17 through the, through the league and through the Welsh Cup. And like uh, he will have targeted this, but uh, but he will feel that if he wins the home games, like you know, he's going to pick up his two points against Westmeath. Another home game, given six, so he 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 wouldn't mind. I'd say any of the boys won't mind whether they've qualified for a Leinster title or or a, as number three. Because to me, like if you qualified number three, it'd be lovely as well. You wouldn't be in a Leinster final, but you'd still be in the hunt, and like you could come back in the other way. You'd still get lovely matches. Yeah, yeah. Just when you mentioned. Uh, some of the Galway for, or the Dublin forwards there that have been stepping it up a bit. Um, Whitley, I think he, he scored seven points from play in the last round of the league against Leash, and he got another three from play at the weekend. So he seems to have really stepped it up. They're they're good at taking you on, running and working kind of a hand pass off the shoulder, a bit like football. They, when they start that, they're hard enough to stop. They do have a very good target man there in Ronan Hayes, I think. Yeah, again, he can be very good and he's he's good for a goal. These guys like to get a goal. And, you know, uh, what do you call came on there the weekend, Considine, saw him playing there at Club Hurling and he's a big, strong fella, got a goal as well. But, they're, you know, they have nice, even their under 20s or 21, well, under 20s last year too, some lovely hurlers in it, like uh, nice ball players. So, like, they're not on yet, but they're, they're hanging around there. They're there somewhere. Who do you think Wexford will? Hayes is obviously quite a threat for... Dublin, who do you think? Would it be Matt O'Hanlon or Liam Ryan, do you think they designate for him? Well, what they're doing lately is to designate, like Matt O'Hanlon seems to be getting the the plum jobs lately, like he's been picked <laughs> on to do a job, you know what I mean? He's hey, he's a great bit of stuff, he's very strong and, uh, you know, a few years ago they were saying he was too slow and now he's a regular to hold him, but like he's doing, I think he'll be the one, like uh, no matter where. You know, it can be corner or full. I think Liam Ryan kind of would like, I, I would say, like, you know, that, you know, Dick Wex would like to have Liam Ryan holding the square, you know, and he's a big man on the edge of the square. You know, Rick is playing very well. As a matter of fact, the, the, the league game in Galway, the two Recks played very well. The second Rick yeah. had, 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 had a great game as well, you know. So I, I think I think Liam Ryan will, will play full back. Uh, I wouldn't like to see him moving all over. The, like, he's a big man full back. He's hard to get around. He's a good horror. So I would say Matcho will be doing the man to man. And if he's brought anywhere, he'll still be man to man. Ryan will hold the edge of the square. Mm. Shane Rack actually is quite a big loss. He had a very good year last year, but we just haven't got to see him this year at all, really. Well, he had a great game. Uh, the two of them were on against Galway and Pierce Stadium in the, in the league game that Wexford won. Now, Liam Ryan wasn't playing that day. I think two of them were in the full back line, but they were very, very good. They handled, handled Galway very easy. Like, not extra big, but like low and kind of very tight and played great hurling on both of them. Like, you know, so. You know, like Paddy Foley's back to himself. Young Flood is playing well, you know. So, like, uh, you know, the ladder hasn't really clicked yet this year is Kevin Foley. He's, to his high standards, he hasn't really, you know, he's due a big one. Such a yeah, different he, role he's been asked to play. Well, it's a different role, you see, with, with Fitzy over the team. He was playing, well, they didn't call it a sweeper, an extra defender, but I'd call it a sweeper. That's where he was behind and very good at it. Now there's kind of different lads going back and forth and he's not as much involved as well, but like it's in him only to get out, but it's a it's slightly different role. He does will take to take time, I suppose, to get used to that new role. But he definitely he definitely clearly has the hurling, obviously. There's no doubt about that. Like oh yeah, well he has the hurling. But like if you look at Tipperary at the moment, like 
like uh, Colin Bonner is kind of trying to, he's changing the style, trying to, and he's trying to change the team. And that's two things in one. That's a tough job, you know what I mean, to try to do that. And he's making a fair old go of it, like, you know, but like uh, definitely like Kevin hasn't, Kevin Foley hasn't kicked the way, the way he has done for the last few years. I'm sure that uh, Dublin will most likely want to get a, a Jack Grealish type to take on Rory O'Connor on Saturday. Who will, yeah, and, and get away with it. Well, Who will see the Dublin go for? Yeah, well, you see, the thing is that, it, see, when I say, get, yeah, Jack got away with it. it, a lot depends on the referee. You know, this is, this is the thing. You know, um, they, Noel Matty, I think he would go for Keno Callan. He's a hard, uh, kind of like a good hurler, a football hurler, if you know what I mean. He's well at play football too. You know, and times he borders on maybe, you know, on, on, on the kind of, on the edge. But he's a good cornerback. To me, he would pick up. He's the one I would be giving uh, Rory O'Connor to, like because he he's forceful. He'd be out in front. He'd try to play hard and get in front of the ball. Like you can't afford to let Rory get the ball in front because if you do, even if he doesn't take you on or score, he can play it back. The big thing is to be with him, and if you can get the ball or just a touch, don't let him get the touch on the ball because if he does, he's gone. You know, I think to be Keno Callan. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. I'm looking forward to the battle, particularly looking forward to the battle between O'Donnell and. McDonald, just yeah, thinking well, that, that, McDonald is playing. Yeah, well, you see, if three high balls goes in a four and O'Donnell gets three and McDonald gets one, that'll be happy for McDonald. He'll still stick it, you see. You can't, yeah. it's, it'd have to be percentages on him because, like, uh, he's that type of player, one will do one, you know. And he loves getting a goal. That, like, a goal from Conor McDonald is worth more than three points from play for Wexford, if you know what I mean. Uh, like, it gives more excitement to the crowd and to the players. I feel it's worth a good bit more. Oh, he was so pumped when he got the goal, <laughs> riling everybody up. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, he had a tough battle all day. Like, you know, it'll be a tough Jew. Like, you know, see, with all probability, they'll meet later on during the season. Yeah, it's, it's actually something like, I know Wexford were going to be really disappointed with their with their first half performance. But the fact that they never gave in, it, it, they were six points down. And even when they started the second half, well, Galway brought it back to six or seven again. But they never, I mean, they got a bit lucky, maybe you could say, but they earned every bit of it. They earned their luck in, in the in the heart and determination they showed and emphasized by Connor McDonald and the goal and even Lee Chin with the with the important points that he got. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. And even looking at the whole game, I think in Dean Galway were lucky to draw. Because if we went on further, Wexford were on the roll. Okay, Galway had a bit of a breeze, but it, it wasn't shown. At this stage, it was all Wexford. They were finishing very, very strong and thundering into the game, whereas Galway weren't even getting an attack going. At the, like, it was all Wexford. So, like, in yeah. a sense, they'd be relieved. Now, they'll feel that they lost the game. But if you're looking at the overall thing, like, even going back to, 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 to the penalty, like, it flew over the bar. Like, that was in the fourth. If that went in, that could have ignited uh, Wexford as well. Like, so, you know, just... The small little things, small turning points, like and most of the time the Wexford penalties like would be, you know, he'd stick them low, Mark would go low with them, Mark Fennin would usually go low. But like as it happened this time, he went for the top and just flew over. Like he'll just show you, like if you're studying his his penalty taking, usually during the left or right corner to the, just inside the post. Yeah, I couldn't believe that that didn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> There's so but, many uh, just different just small little decisions that can can change yeah. the game, you know. Oh yeah, sure, Lord, God, the hurling ball is so small, as and it flies. And like, if you look at the goalies, there's a new ball popped out the whole time, so it's even flying faster. You know what I mean? Years ago, the ball would get wet, 
But as it goes on, it gets soft, it'll slow down. But now, like, there's a new one the whole time. So it's, it's popping around the place. We missed a couple of frees. Before Lee Chin came on, we missed a couple of frees in the second half as well. And I felt they were going to be hugely costly. Yeah, well, like you see, things weren't just happening for Rory, like at that stage, kind of a few just snapshots. And now go with Conor Cooney before he got in range, missed a few as well. Now it's hard to, like, there's, all, there's a breeze usually in, in, in down at Wexford Park, and you know, it can be tricky enough above the stand. You see, these guys are so good at the freeze, they make every free look easy. But just really, like, there's a lot of technique in, like, so you place the ball, you have to get it right, you rise it, you get your balance, follow through. There's a lot of things that you have to do right, and anything going wrong. It'll just put the put the ball that bit screw as it won't, you know. You need everything. There's a technique you have to follow the whole time. And they'll be all good at it, but a small little thing going wrong can set it off. Yeah, Lee Chin's his low trajectory, I think, kind of holding against the wind where the wind doesn't catch it oh, as much. Yeah. And if you look at these at uh, his freeze, the low trajectory, even if the wind a bit lower, they could go anywhere. They were zipping, they were like a plane taking off, they were low trajectory and flying hard. Like say a foot lower, they could nearly go into the net. They're they're a great like he has a great he's got into a lovely method of free taking now. Yeah, I'm just hoping I don't know what the story is, but will he be fit enough to start at the weekend or will he get the same amount of game time? I don't think they'll start him. It's a long campaign. I just feel that like he's not fit enough yet. And like uh you could bring him on when you kind of need him. Like this way you're kind of teasing him into it. Because if you start him the next day, say at the start, and if he goes again, if he breaks down again, he could be gone for the season. They, it's yeah. a, you know, these matches are coming thick and fast. You have to think of, you know, down the road a little bit as well. Like, you know, and uh, like it definitely they played better with him. But now look at that team in general will improve a ton from the match, you know, like especially kind of getting out of jail, they'll feel good afterwards that they got out of, you know, that that it, the big thing is that they weren't defeated. That's the big thing. They're still in the hunt. Yeah, well, absolutely huge to get the draw as opposed to lose because you're still, like, if we yeah. we win this weekend, you could say we're true. You know, not necessarily to a final, but we're in the first three, most likely. Yeah, that's 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 the big thing. That The big thing was that for Wexford that they weren't beaten, you know, let it yeah. be whatever. Like, that was the big thing, you know. Whereas the next day, to me, they have to win. There's a bit more pre- in the sense that this is another home game. They need the three points out of the two games, not one point out of the two games. There's a few guys making their debuts there as well. Two, uh, Charlie McGuckin, yeah, in the half hour line, Oshin Foley in the half hour line as well. And yeah, Oshin well, Pepper do a lot of like uh, you know, Foley and McGuckin do a lot of work, a lot of the old hair graft. Like, with this goal in the modern day games, like the two wing forwards really have to be the fittest men in the team because they're, they're expected to be back in the half back line, helping the respective above the half forward, shoving in to help the full forward line, you know. Like in the first half, I thought Galway when they were well on top, the, the half forward line didn't get in quick enough to help the full forward. And there's a lot of ball being contested inside by Whelan and Concanon. Wexford backs blocking it, but there was no one following up from outside to pick up the breaks. It was always the Wexford man back there picking up most of the breaks from the Wexford half-backs, where I felt our half-hours were out too far. They needed to get up and help on the break, you know, because we were on top at that stage. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought Charlie actually, I thought he struggled a lot in the first half. And maybe the occasion got to him, but one thing again, that he never did was give in and he ran himself into the ground in the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half before he was replaced and he did extremely well. And I was very impressed with, with that attitude in the second half and the, and the work he put in uh, despite things not going great for him in the first half. And then Oshin Foley chipped in with two big points at important times as well. So from their point of view, I mean, they yeah. can be very, 
very happy with themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, as you say, it's a great asterisk to have that when things are going, it's easy to play well when things are going. When I say easy to play well, when things are flowing for you, you know, you can do things and pop the points. But when they're not, that's the real test. And you have to keep at it and, and work hard. And eventually the break might come or should come, but it mightn't come either. But you have to keep you have to keep working away. And that's what yeah. the manager really like. You know? it, it won't come if you don't keep keep no. putting in the putting in even the forward, what I'm saying supporting the full forward line, you might make six or seven breaks in the first half to support, run 40 or 50 yards, and no ball comes. But on the seventh time you go, the ball can come and you can score. You have to keep doing it. You have to put the yeah. work rate right in. Right. Cyril, the weekend, big game with Wexford and Dublin. Wexford yeah, get over big, the line? I think they will, yeah. I have a feeling that they will. They will because they have to. You know what I mean? You can't you can't lose. Not saying they didn't lose the first one and kind of got out of jail. This one they'll be saying, hey, listen, we're, we're at home. We have to win. They have to get this game, get the three points in, like with the home, with the home, two home games, three points will be fine over it. Because if Dublin get an away win like that, that puts them in the driving seat for one of the positions in, in like one of the three positions in, in, in Leinster. We lost by 16 points to Dublin in the Walsh Cup. You see a big turnaround there. Yeah, but I think I think we were beaten 25 or 6. You know, I wouldn't, you know, I said. That's a completely different. I wouldn't, you know, the the Welsh Cup or the league. Look at look at look at Limerick. Uh, you know, the three of the mm-hmm. league, the other matches. Like, but uh, you'd know in your heart and soul they were they were they were gun gun ho for the for say for the monster the three in a row. And even I think uh, Kylie knowing him like and he's a shrewd operator, he made a statement yesterday by bringing on O'Neill because he knew he didn't need O'Neill to win the match yesterday. The match was won when he brought him on. But he was making a statement that we were see like we were going for three in a row and nothing else matters. He's on my panel and that's it. Now when he was t- complaining this morning that he can't play under twenty, <laughs> if he loved them that much and he didn't need him yesterday to bring him on, but I can see what he's doing. Like it's it cuts out. Hey, he's not training out under twenties. There's no talk like the under twenty manager can't come from now. So he has him. He has him where he wants him. Really, he wants everyone fighting for for the senior position, senior fifteen, and he wants to win it at All Ireland. And nothing else matters to them, and probably to Limerick as well. Like they're going for three in a row, and it'd be a fantastic achievement if they can do it. Yeah, I think Kylie said that uh, about that under twenty thing that it's punishing the best players. That, yeah, uh, but, and and he knows. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, yesterday the way the game was when he was brought on, the game was over. Limerick had the game won. But he yeah. was still making the point like that. I think showing his own as I you know we're here to win and when I'm not going nothing like everything else doesn't count. And you nearly yeah. have to be like that over a senior team if you want to win. Who are your you picked Wexford there to win? So is that your three to come out of Leinster? Wexford, yeah, I, Galway, yeah. Kenny? Yeah, I think that, that three will come out, you know, and Munster or in Munster is hard, right? I think Limerick will come out. I think uh, what you call Watford come out, and the other one is a toss-up. Uh, Tip played very well yesterday. It's going to depend on us going to the next game between Tip and Clare. Now, Clare have no game played. They're at home, but with the way the, way the game went yesterday, they'll, 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 say, they'll have a chance in their head to have two games home. They're hard to beat at home, but I suppose in the long term, you'll be talking about Limerick, uh, Watford, and maybe Tip. Yeah, Tip weren't too bad yesterday at all. Now. Yeah, they played well, but look at it was set up for them. Like everyone had Walford, Raging Hot Favors who are going to do this and that and walk through and it's never that easy. I don't think Wells Park actually suits Walford. It's tighter. It feels tighter than the, the, the Turles suits them for the running game. But like Tipper never going to die down there to be very proud county and to give it a good shot. And even though they're beaten, they're going to be happy enough with their performance. Not with the result, but with their performance, they'll feel, you know, even when, even when Walford blasts them out the second half and when streets ahead, 
Tip fought back to a point and then missed a few scores. So like there was nothing in the going down the home stretch. Yeah, they actually missed some very easy scores. I thought in the last, you know, when the game was really in the yeah, in the, in the thought, when the, when, yeah. the, when there was two points in it, maybe even like Jake Morris, I think, and, and Mark Keogh missed points that you'd imagine yeah. they put over in their sleep. They had three chances. When they, when they brought it back to a point late in the second half, they had three chances from play and they all went wide. Like you yeah. get one or two of them. It would mean that Watford have to go for goals indeed. And sometimes you have to go for them. They don't, they don't come that easy, you know. And then when you're talking about Clare, I mean, look, any team with Tony Kelly, <laughs> you couldn't rule out from pulling off yeah. a result here or there. They played, they played Galway there was over a week and a half ago. Now, Galway put out the second team, if you know what I mean, but Clare the full team and Tony Kelly was playing, Peter Duggan was back in form, Shane O'Donnell was, was there, I don't know, did he play much, but like, uh, if they get them all back, you know, Duggan is a target man, Tony Kelly on form can do anything, but I still think the game under the belt for Tip is a big plus and yeah. they will get good support now in, in Torres after yesterday. So, just to be clear, you're, you're ruling Cork out from getting out of that group now? Well, I, thought, I thought earlier in the season they would, but like uh, they were disappointing yesterday. I know they're playing a very good team, like but everything seemed to break down. Like when they needed to do things, they got turned over. Limerick let them have the sharp puck out. They'd come and advance, and they wanted Limerick to draw in. Limerick drew back to a certain extent, but a lot of the time Limerick kind of turned them over, and then there was trouble. Now Cork were still very good hurlers, but the, the, I have a feeling that that's their belief is brittle at the moment like because we're beaten just as much again like you know yeah. if they want to make a statement just was it they had Limerick kind of coming from a poor league game and Limerick had fellas coming back from injuries but like they still showed what they're, what they're made of and they're, they're still the benchmark aren't they? They are I think uh, we can all agree that Limerick are still good at hurling Yeah well like uh, they're good at hurling <laughs> they're not too bad they're not too bad at rugby down the but like definitely yeah that's they're the team to beat they're going for three in a row and like, they seem to have all the answers, you know. Now it's time to name the Hurling Podcast Hurler of the Week, sponsored by Boland's Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Ferrybank, Wexford. Number one for new and used cars in Ireland. Thing before we go, sir, we usually do a Hurler of the Week, but the only, the only rule is we want you to pick the Hurler of the Week, but the only rule is it must be a Wexford person. <laughs> So Wexford person on, on yesterday. Preferably a Wexford hurler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yesterday they did a lot of, you know, like good performances. Like Rory was often better, like he's been well held. But I suppose to me, like the best hurler Wexford had yesterday when all was said and done was Conor McDonald for the 70 minutes. Like he was up there, you know, kind of with Mikey DeWire. Rory was kind of moving in and out. It was three and two. And he was being marked and manhandled and, and he still won the duel like he got I think it was one three from play to me he'd be the stand in other words if he wasn't playing yesterday I don't think Wexford would have, would have been in the game really it would be out of it yeah I'd say you're right it's, um, I'd, full, I'd fully agree with that choice it justifies kind of a lot of people saying that the way the team was set up the last few years didn't it wasn't playing to Connor's strengths no but then again you see that's now it's very true but the way to set up now, it's not playing to get the fully strengths. You know what I mean? It's a funny <laughs> game. You know. Well, well I, I still think we'll see a bit more from Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fully think Kevin will be good, back good in form. Yeah. 
But I'm just saying to you, compare to what the ball, like if you compare to the ball he's on now, compare to the ball he was on a few years ago. So, geez, you yeah. but that's, that's there to set up. But look at Connor was always a good horror. It doesn't matter. Like you can lose your, your form, but you don't lose the skill. That, that's, you know, the skill is still in these guys. Like, and that form kind of is, is, is flexible at times, you know, but that comes back and forth. You're going to find as it goes on, Kevin Foley will have more of an influence on all the games when it goes, keeps going on and on and on. You'll find the next day he'll still be picked. You know, he'll be picked every day. Paulie's having a good campaign since he came back, isn't he? He is. He very is. good. Particularly in the first he, half there. Yeah, it's great to have him back. He's, yeah, he's, he's very, very forceful, a good hurler. Great in the air. Like he's, you know, he kind of, he'll give it to you all. Even when things are going wrong, he's forceful, like, you know. Yeah, um, he's a huge addition there, really. Yeah, you need, you need everyone though. This is the thing, like any, any county, no matter who you are, you need everyone. When you're picking from a full deck, it makes a terrible difference. Yeah. Well, sure. Gavin Bailey last year was basically Paddy's replacement, and he's done his cruciate again. I think that's his that, third time doing it. Tough goal, not easy. No, not not at all. There was a funny point there when one of the debutants, Oshin Pepper, came on. He came on for Kevin Foley, who is, of course, his teacher <laughs> in, in the NSCOR to CVS. <laughs> that should be a. An interesting day at school tomorrow or whenever they're back. Yeah, they're, they're on holidays. It'll be tomorrow week. They're on holidays tomorrow week. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll be club mates as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, can't, can't get away from each other. No, they're all right. <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> He'll give them more exercise to do Monday, next Monday night. <laughs> more, more homework. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. No problem. Pleasure is mine. Yeah. We'll right. see you later on the year. Please, please, Thanks God, that's sir. a good sign yeah. if we do. Ah, oh, yeah. Good luck, lads. Matt Johanlon trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matt Johanlon. It's not here. It's in the net. It's in the net. It's in the net. The ball is in the net. It's a goal from Wexford. It's in the net. Thanks very much to Cyril for joining us again. I think Gary Cyril has a real no nonsense approach. Like he sees, he says it as it is. Like he's not biased in any way, you know. Yeah, it's it's refreshing to hear. I mean, you know, as a Galway man, he just he just said it as how he saw it, and uh, I always love chatting to Cyril about hurling. And you heard Shane Tompkins was. Kind of on edge at, over the weekend. That's why he couldn't join us. Yeah, he mentioned something about the the refereeing decision in the game got to him or affected him. Yeah, he's currently out timing himself taking freeze. He is absolutely adamant he won't get caught this year for what Connor Cooney got caught for. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and is there any update on on how the timing's going? What's he got it down to? Um, I'm not sure, but I know he's, I know he's out there. He's been out there for three hours right now. It's good to hear from an Ask More Club point of view. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Oh, Wexford. Most importantly, 
I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pain.